Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about rethinking the traditional retirement portfolio. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right. New episode, new Friday, mid month. Uh, I am eight days away from the rescheduled fight for, the, for those of you who remember my, my last retirement fight that I was supposed to have last month. I'm about to, it got pushed back, so I'll be doing it next Saturday uh, in Fort Worth here in Tarrant County. But let's get into the. Uh, Rethinking the retirement portfolio. And so I, I dropped the episode yesterday that was long, 35 minutes. And just so y'all know, I'm going to, whenever I, th- I throw in some random episodes every now and then that are self edited. So if they don't sound great quality, it's not Steve's fault, it's me. You know, so, but I'll just, I'll drop some long formats in there when I got something to say. So, so, so blame me, not Steve. If, if, it, if it just sounds terrible, just assume that's, that's my episode because it probably was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, but I did a long episode just talking about the the fact that the the the, the dollar is already uh, in or America is already insolvent. Um, we just haven't realized it yet, and so this is this is a further nuanced part of that deal where we're talking about rethinking retirement portfolios because what what ends up happening with typical. Uh, way people invest for retirement is when you're younger and you're far away in general, you have a more aggressive portfolio. And as you get closer to retirement, you know, traditional advice says become, um, you know, closer to, to more moderate, you become more conservative over time. And then when you get to retirement, just naturally, most people don't want to uh, take a lot of risk in bonds, which traditionally or, or and take a lot of risks uh, in the market. And so traditionally, that meant adding more bonds to the portfolio and and then at retirement, when you count in Social Security or a pension plan uh, in a retirement portfolio, you just have a bunch of fixed income assets on the balance sheet. And what fixed income means is it's um like it's like interest uh, interest bearing um, portfolio. So you get either interest from CDs, interest from bonds. They don't fluctuate a lot. They pay you interest. And and so the problem in this environment with a fixed income portfolio. Is that you're you're not getting paid much interest, right? I mean, right right now, if you gave the U.S. government, which is the safest asset you can buy, and I say safe with quotes, right? Safest asset you can buy on the market, the most stable, uh, U.S. Treasury bonds, because it's the reserve asset. It'll pay you like a million bucks. It'll pay you what's one point five percent of a million bucks, like fifteen grand a year, you know, for your for your money, uh, which is which is crazy because. You know, something like thirty years ago, that'd have paid you north of a hundred grand a year um, on your money um, for the same for the same million. And so rates are rates are relatively low. Um, you're not getting paid much, and the the stated inflation rate, so the cost of living that's stated, and I say stated on purpose because this number is not the real number. Uh, they they take out a lot of things that is just crazy. 
Um, but the stated inflation rate is 5% for the last 12 months. And so um, what that what basically happens is you, you, you don't feel that a lot in year one, right? And, and let me side note, I think the real 12-month inflation rate was somewhere north of 15%, right, when you factor in the stuff that really matters. But going with the five percent, right? You 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 say, okay, cool. My portfolio uh, is earning low interest because I have because you're a retiree and you own mostly fixed income assets. Uh, but the cost of and and by the way, well, I'm gonna get back to the pensions. But if your money isn't growing at a higher rate than the the real or stated inflation rate, which the, the real is more important. Um, then you're actually losing purchasing power, which that matters, right? And and what ends up happening is if you if you play that out, assume a five percent inflation rate for the next decade, right? Which is, I think, super conservative for all the money printing going on, uh, and the, the 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 insolvency of America, like like I talked about yesterday. Your purchasing power basically is chopped in half ten years from now, right? So so you'll still have the the million dollars because you're earning interest on it. But it's going to buy like half of what it can buy, you know, the first 10 years, which which that's what matters, right? Money is not like dollars, you know what I mean? Like money is not the number, right? Money is the purchasing power. And when you have governments printing money, think that that literally is taxation without representation, <laughs> you know, because uh, we don't um, uh, we don't vote in the, the, the folks that print the money. Um, and so. Um, it's a it's a hidden tax on people who hold cash, right, um, or fixed income assets, and so that that's what's happening. So you so if you go into retirement with a traditional portfolio that's mostly pension, because your pension, your social security, they are they they historically have not grown at a higher rate than the real inflation. And, and let me and, and let's let's kind of like. What I call it time travel. I like to talk talk about time travel. looking at different things in the past, uh, with similar circumstances. But you know, Britain has been going through this uh, insolvency for like longer than America, right? They they started somewhere around World War One or World War Two, and so you have pensioners in the UK that have gotten their pension adjusted downward, you know, over time. Um, so so it didn't. They didn't just lose purchasing power, right? They actually said, "Hey, we're going to cut." <laughs> We're gonna actually cut your pension, and so it reminds me of like when I when I always talk about the year of jubilee, right? Which was the thing that you do every forty nine years. Um, society forgave the the debts uh, of the people who owed because that would stop the young versus old fight because the older generation had taken too much from society and strapped debt onto the younger generation, right? That 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 kind of made it peaceful. Since we don't do that, it actually still plays out. You know, because at the end of the situation, you have the older generation that wants to hold more conservative assets, but it was conservative in their day. But it, since we don't forgive the debts, we, what it, when it ends up happening, the country will default, which destroys the wealth of the people that have their money in cash and bonds because they, they default to, or they print lots of money and pay it back with money worth less, which is the same thing as defaulting. It's just a nicer way to do it. Um, and it still falls on the back of the older generation because the younger generation, right, they're investing in what I was talking about yesterday. They're investing in the new industries, the new the, the new companies, uh, crypto these days, right? They are making money uh, on the new system and the older generation gets dumped on, 
right? And um, and, and I don't like that, right? I, you know, I, I talk a lot about the older generation and some of the mistakes they made as far as the, the current system, but I still don't. But what I what what I know to be true is the majority of the people in that generation didn't do it. It was the few at the top that 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 kind of messed a lot of a lot of the stuff up, and the 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 weight of the money printing falls more on the middle class and the poor because the 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 generation in power right i mean they still hold power and they're close to the money printer and they're going to eventually like start they're put they're already putting their money in things like bitcoin right now um uh, and they have a lot of money you know at, at the top and so they get they could afford some lossing purchasing power because they have so much of the money but the regular retiree the people that i'm advising on a daily basis that are 50, 60, 70 years old, they're going to get the, the the brunt of this money printing because our conversations are, I'm saying, hey, you can't have as much bonds as your parents or grandparents had because they it's not going to keep pace with the cost of living. You have to own more stocks. Like you, you, you should think about having some Bitcoin in your portfolio um, a, a little bit, not as much as me but a little bit, and you have to embrace more volatility because volatility doesn't equal risk, right? In order to weather the inflation storm or the money printing storm, you have to have more volatile assets. It doesn't feel right to somebody who's older and in retirement to like have to embrace reti- uh, uh, volatility, but it's the only way you're going to survive a 20, 30-year retirement and maintain your uh, current standard of living because the money printing is not going to stop. It cannot stop. I mean, we printed five trillion dollars in the last twelve months, and, and we and we were about to print another three trillion. <laughs> and and you saw what the last five trillion did to prices. I mean, look at what the, the last five trillion shot lumber up. You know, one you know, it it doubled, tripled the cost of lumber, right? I mean, it you know it it just threw everything, all prices like into chaos. So another three trillion is coming, and this is again, this is not going to stop. And this is just in America, right? This is not a, considering uh, looking at Europe. Uh, Japan, you know what China's going to do, um, and this is also not factored into the fact that you you have these bond companies that are investing money uh, for the retirees, whether it be investing their pensions or in the bonds in their four hundred one k funds that that are pushed into owning things like Evergrande bonds. Right, Evergrande was the company that went you know that was blowing up in China, um, but the, the 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 bond managers are saying, hey, we need yield. Because yields are low, so they're going out the risk curve to buy bonds that are yielding more, but that are super risky. Right? This happened in Greece too. Whenever Greece defaulted um, early two thousand, early early twenty tens, and so it's just not a great environment for people who want to own uh, fixed income assets. As a, as a matter of fact, I would I would be scared to death, right? If I were if I had the majority of my portfolio uh, in fixed income, right now. The saving grace is for, you know, like what I do for clients is I'll, I'll run a complex probability calculator and say, hey, given these different inflation assumptions, um, how likely are you to run out of money? And, and if somebody holds a lot of fixed income, but they have a lot more money than what they need to live on, right, then they can get away with it. They're going to have a lot less purchasing power at the end of retirement, but if they have enough money, they don't have to be as aggressive. But for the majority of people... Um, just to make it through the same quality of life, you're going to have to um, ramp up the amount of 
uh, stocks uh, and maybe consider Bitcoin um, into your portfolio or it's going to be a long, painful 20, 30 years, right? And and, um, and from my experience, most retirees, once they realize that they're hurting financially, they, they can't work anymore. Um, they don't want to go to their kids and be a burden on their kids, right? And so it's just a... It's just the suffering that I, you know, as I get older, I begin to think, man, you know, I would really hate to be 80, 82, 85 years old with no money, right? Because my wife may or may not be with me. You know what I mean? My kids are going to be doing their own thing. Um, I'm going to be like begging them to come see me. You know what I mean? Um, and, and so if I don't have money, you know, I'm not going to be able to get care. I'm not going to be able to bribe my kids to come see me. You know what I mean? Um, I, like you're limited without money. And that is a, like, like I'm not afraid of many things, right? But one of the few things that, you know, I have to muster all my willpower to not let fear take over is the fear of being old and lonely with no money, right? Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be old and lonely at all, but if I'm old and lonely with money, you know, I can pay for friends, right? Or bribe my kids. <laughs> right? You know, it's like I, I got stuff that people that people want. Right. But if I'm if I'm old, lonely, with no money, mm, that's a that's a scary situation to be in. And so I'm I'm saying this to say, you know, I just me personally, I've already reduced the amount of bonds that, you know, that I encourage my clients to own in a portfolio into retirement uh, through our models. And we'll probably continue to adjust that allocation uh, over time uh, away from bonds. But for folks that aren't clients or, or 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 even clients that have been wondering why that maybe forgot why I explained it, like this is the reason because uh, in this in this transition that we're in financially to this the end of the dollar system, right, and the insolvency of the U.S., right, bonds are and cash are garbage, terrible, right. It's a you you literally are like taxed for holding cash and bonds are fixed are fixed assets, and so I always I tend to say it, it's okay to be afraid of volatility, right? That's normal, but what I would be more afraid of is the loss of purchasing power and let that drop. It's kind of like saying I am afraid of the pain that I endure when I do a hard workout, right? But I'm more afraid of having to have triple bypass surgery at fifty five, right? You know that. If, if if I if I want to use fear, I'm going to use the fear of the triple bypass surgery at 55 to to daily go through the pain of of, of working out the way I need to work out, right? And that's that's more what um, how I want people to think about uh, bonds in the portfolio in general. So um, I hope this helps people. Share it with people that you know that are. Uh, approaching retirement within 10 to 15 years. I think this is a really important episode for them. I think when you play this back five years, 10 years from now, I have zero doubt that you're going to say Philip was right. Because it's not that I'm super smart. I'm just a historian. And 100% of the time at the end of a currency system, this plays out. You know, we just so happen to be in a period of time where bonds in the history of the in the last four, five, six hundred years, bond rates have never been this low, like ever, right? So it's worse for the, like this generation of retirees has it worse than anybody else in the history of, you know, over the last four or five hundred years, right? And that, I mean, I'll be scared to death. I want to end it on a, hot, on a good note. So enjoy your weekend. Have as much fun as you can. 
And you don't have to be scared if you have a well-built portfolio. Talk to y'all later. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.